When I left the rink last Monday evening, I thought it was the last time I'd be covering this sport at the Robert Morris Island Sports Center as I was off for the next couple nights gearing up for this week, which was, of course, supposed to be the Penguins Cup and State Finals. I had taken the remainder of the week off. Little did I know that I would be sitting here the day of the double, AAA and Class B championships recording a podcast about how basically... All the rinks became quiet, empty arenas in the last couple weeks. And sorry, the last five days or so, as uh, if everybody's probably already heard. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast uh, and you haven't heard, then I want to know where that rock you're living under is so that I can move in. Because honestly, this world has gone absolutely sideways in the last six days that I've been noticing Everything that has been closed down, now we're at the point where most arenas are shut down. And I, I can't understand and believe what is exactly going on in this world. And that's why I'm trying to put together this podcast, so we can discuss and see how things just occurred in our little corner of the world. I mean, we're not big. We're, we're, we're amateur hockey. We love the sport, and there are bigger things going on than us. But there are people that can't wrap their heads around everything that's going on. So we're trying to put something together for those people and try to maybe get the discussion going. And I'm trying to compile a couple of guests here and there. Uh, today I have three guests for you that we're going to have interviews with. First is Robert Morris, Colonial men's head coach, Derek Schooley. He's going to be coming on and talking about how their season abruptly ended, especially after they were moving on to a second round of the Atlantic Hockey Tournament. The second guest that I'm going to have on today is... Chartiers Valley head coach and one of the coaches of Team Pittsburgh, uh, Paul Benetti, is going to talk with us a little bit about how that affected him. And, of course, Chartiers Valley, they didn't qualify for the postseason because they were, they were kind of done already, but JV and middle school still had an opportunity to play. Plus, Team Pittsburgh was still in the process of being ready for their tournament, the uh, America Showcase, coming up. So that was another one that is, was affected pretty well. Final guest for today is going to be um, of course, uh, Director of Hockey Operations and the, one of the co-founders of Never Give Up Radio. and no, Sorry, the Director of Hockey Operations for the Robert Morris women's team and one of the co-hosts and founders of Never Give Up Radio, which is a very solid listen for anybody that's having a hard time figuring out mental health and the stigma of mental health, especially in the sports field. Um, that is Liam Cavanaugh. He's going to come on as we close out this con this up. Uh, is a feature, but I just wanted to talk a little bit before we get started about, you know, where my head was in this last couple weeks, and I think I'm going to just try to give you an idea of how it just came about for me. So, like I said, I left the rink last Monday with the anticipation of actually being able to uh, come back to the Penguins rinks, the UPMC Lemieux Sports Complex, this coming Monday, well, which was yesterday at this point, with uh, ready to cover two of the Penguins Cup championship games as a, you know, we're going to do live interviews after the game, uh, be able to get everybody some, you know, input of how these teams felt after winning their, you know, this, this the tournament, the championship for the Penguins Cup. And that was going to go on Monday and Tuesday, and then I was going to head off to Westchester. I booked the hotel for Friday, for Saturday at that time, and <laughs> Friday into Saturday, and we were talking about doing a panel with the East and doing all this other fun stuff. And I, I didn't have anything verified yet, but it was all coming along as far as I could tell. 
and it, it just hit everybody. You know, this hit like a load of bricks. I was up at midnight talking on Wednesday, talking to the, you know, the, the commissioner's office of the PIHL, trying to figure out, hey, is this canceling? Are we having this? Do I need to tell anybody? They, I didn't have any answers because this was all fluid at that time. They were hoping so. They were saying, you know, there were things like, hey, this might get moved to this time. This might be nothing was was actually legitimately in stone. So we're all trying to figure this out. Nobody knew what was happening until the decisions actually came down. And a lot of it based on what the PIAA decided to do. Uh, two different companies, but under the same umbrella of what they cover, high school sports. And I think it became clear once the NHL season became paused and then we started seeing bits and pieces of things start to come together where, hey, this is a, a lot bigger than we thought it was. And the exponential growth of the COVID-19 virus kind of necessitated, hey, we need to, you know, make sure that everybody is healthy. Everybody is taking this seriously. And outside of this past weekend, you saw a lot of stuff going on downtown. But it wasn't, you know, I, I think it was handled very seriously. There weren't a lot of people out. Now we're dealing with the fallout of the exponential growth that maybe we couldn't control. And we are where we are. The rinks are now closed. The gyms are now closed. Anywhere where people can convene in groups of over 10 are now closed. You have to go through a drive through if you want something to eat. And the grocery stores are now open for limited business. If you can find anything, you know, people are trying to hawk toilet paper like it's no tomorrow. Toilet paper and sanitizer. And, I mean, everybody that listens to this podcast knows that there's nothing really that clean about a uh, locker room in hockey. <laughs> so maybe it was for the best if they said, hey, no hockey for a little while. Um, <laughs> hockey stank? There ain't no stank like hockey stank. So, But when you look at it, we're talking about a, a very severe situation that we're all dealing with. And for me, it was a little bit tougher. I lost all of my trivia shows for the next two weeks minimum. That might go longer. My job is questioning whether or not they want to stay open in this period of time. That could affect everybody. But that's not just me. That's affecting everybody else. And when you look at it, I immediately was worried about all those out there that made a living covering the sport, maybe taking photographers. I, I have made so many friends that I consider family in this area, like this basic grouping of my hockey family. And whether or not I have, uh, you know, we've maybe disagreed about things or if we didn't, you know, I'm there for them. That, like, that is literally like, I love them to death because they have, let me be who I want to be and I've tried to give them as much help as I could be and I could give them because right now they're hurting they're going to hurt like everybody out there like you don't say just them but because you know there are bartenders there are waitresses people who go out and do service work at this point they can't do anything right now everything's shut down in this world and it sucks it's where we are with what we're doing. And unfortunately, that's part of the world, but maybe this is going to be for the better. Maybe this is for the better at this point because I think one of the better uh, rationales that I've heard came from our owner uh, of Pittsburgh Hockey Digest, one of my good dear friends, Alan Saunders, and he said it 
on a Facebook post yesterday, and it kind of stuck with me whenever I saw it, and I want to read it to you guys right now, and that was, I see a lot of people complaining about not being able to do things. A lot of people worried about their retirement savings. Lots of people worried about their jobs and money, and lots of people worried about what they can and can't get at the store. I'm worried about one thing. I hope I don't lose somebody I care about to this disease. Everything else can be figured out later. And that rings true because you have to think about it from a point of view where you're going to have to worry about, you know, okay, these things. Things are things. People, you don't know what's going to happen from day to day. Uh, you know, you've got to live every day like it's like it's your last. And when you can control things like, you know, a virus that's going around, maybe you take that, you take the waiver on that. You say, hey, maybe I'll stay home for a couple days and do some stuff. I'm planning on the remaining three days of this week after this podcast release on Wednesday, I'm getting my house ready for a renovation. I I haven't been able to even look at my house for the last six months. So I'm afraid about what I'm going to find at this point. But um, it's all about trying to get everything organized and trying to make sure that, you know, you can control this much of life right now. This virus is out there. They're doing the best they can to get it under control. But we need, as a human race, to just settle back, do our part, and relax and not have to fight it all the time. Don't You don't need things or things. Human life, you can replace it, but you can't replace the individuals. I mean, the people that you've grown to love, people that you know, you can't do that. So, okay, I'm trying to stop being sappy about this, but I, it does affect me a, a lot in this world, and it affects the people that I love. And I hope that everybody understands we're trying to you know, bring a light, to light the conversation about what's going on at this time. I can't tell you when the rinks are going to open. I can't tell you when gyms are going to open, when you're going to be able to watch, play, see this game that we love so much, react. Right now, it's on pause. It is. So the best I can do right now is I can give people the opportunity to tell their story and say, hey, you know, this is something that we have to deal with. Let's talk about it and let's try to figure it out together. And if I got to sit in my bedroom and record a podcast for the next five weeks, where we don't have hockey, I don't mind sitting down every week for the next five weeks and recording this. If you have a, you have comments, you want to talk about it, you have my number now, 724-980-8904. Shoot me a text, shoot me a DM, at PhD underscore Mitch. I don't think I introduced myself in the intro, but that doesn't matter because it's not about me, it's about all of you out there. Please, let me know if there's anything that I, you want to talk about. Let's keep it civil, however, I don't want to hear about how somebody did something that they weren't supposed to do. I don't want to hear crap that's out there. I just want to know, hey, I want to talk about it. Let's talk about it. And I just want to have a rational conversation about how COVID-19 shutdown for hockey is affecting you. And, okay, so it's maybe a little bit personal to say, hey, just all about me, all about me, all about me. Sometimes you got to talk about it. If you don't talk about it, you have a problem. And that's why I'm going to talk to Liam Cavanaugh later in this podcast. We're going to discuss it. We're going to discuss with him how this is affecting, you know, he's heard his stories about how it's affecting players. And, you know, you're, you're athletes. You get an opportunity. 
you've been training, training, training. Now all of a sudden you're on a halt. So we'll discuss about that in a little bit later. Um, right now, we're going to lead off. We're going to bring in a man who has been with the Robert Morris Colonials for the last 16 years as their only head coach in existence. They went into the postseason as, I believe, the number seven seed, and they were able to win their first round series against Holy Cross at home. We're on their way and actually were in Bridgeport, Connecticut to play Sacred Heart in the first round. Oh, sorry, the second round of the Atlantic Hockey postseason. And on game day, after the game day state skate, they were uh, sent home. Basically, their season ended. The seniors, all of them, all the seniors that were on that squad, ended their season as, you know, in probably the worst way possible. And it wasn't without losing. So um, here is Derek Schooley, head coach of the Robert Morris Colonials. All right, now joining me at this moment, the head coach of the Robert Morris Colonials, Derek Schooley. Derek, how are you doing on your hiatus, sir? Well, it's interesting. It's uh, uh, I used to spending this much time at home and doing a lot of uh, work as far as finding out where our players are, what their plans are, who's still on campus, where everybody's uh, going, um, trying to keep track of everybody as everybody disperses pretty quickly here in the, within the last week. Yeah, you had the interesting, and you know, we're talking like a week ago, you were planning on, you're getting ready to head up to um, Bridgeport, and you were thinking about, you know, getting ready for the week, that short week, getting you had a Thursday start at Sacred Heart. And uh, you got up there on Tuesday, and, you know, it just seemed like it was business as usual going through Wednesday. And then it, what just happened, Derek? Well, our biggest, our biggest concern was we had played on Sunday and won the, the series, and then we were going to have to turn around and play on Tuesday. And we were trying to focus on, uh, not letting that affect us and uh, got up there Tuesday, had practice. Uh, we went from playing full fans and um, everybody to then having limited attendance, which was we started at four, four tickets per person for both teams. Then it went to three, then it went to two. And uh, we were talking about limiting fans. And that was Wednesday. Uh, you go out to dinner on, on Wednesday night, you get back to the hotel, you're ready for a good night's sleep and you find out the NBA cancels. Yeah. You wake up the next day and you've got uh pregame skate, which uh, we had at 11 o'clock and uh, people were talking about uh, how many people you're going to get in the game, all that kind of stuff. And uh, then you start seeing every little by little basketball cancels. And uh, you see our, our guys had a, a spirit of pregame skate. We were excited about playing excited about the opportunity of continuing our playoff quest and get back. And I got uh, two calls at the same time. One was a, a 1230 athletic department conference call to talk about what was going on with not just our sport, but men's and women's basketball who were uh, in the knee deep of their tournaments and men's basketball had just won. Yeah. And we got another call from Marty Golosi saying they were having an Atlantic hockey conference called discuss options. And, uh, the guys are in pregame skated and and then the options are discussed and you got to go down and break the, the bad news that the Atlantic hockey decided to, to postpone their tournament. Yeah. You look at that and that's just like, you know, whenever you think about that, then NCAA is like, okay, well maybe. And then it turns around that NCAA canceled. Now you're looking at that situation where a lot of these players that just played their last collegiate game unknowingly, in the previous week. What do you say in that situation to those players? Oh, well, it's tough because usually when you have the end of the end of the year, 
uh, unless you're going to win a national championship and only one of 60 is fortunate to do that, you're going to have tears. You're going to have uh, upset. You're going to have sadness. You're going to thank the seniors. And here we are. Um, we're eating chicken parm, getting ready to to get our pregame naps in. And I've got to talk about that. Um, this is the world that we're, we're in and um, talk about, uh, you know, when we're going to, we want to get out of town as, fa as fast as possible and back to Pittsburgh. And that was 1230. Um, actually about 1245, we decided we were going to leave at two and uh, go over to the arena. And um, it really didn't hit us. I don't think all the way we were, we were sad and it didn't hit you, but sacred heart, we went into the rink and they were having our team meeting and they were a, a, a two seed with eight seniors that had a, a playoff disappointment last year. And, and they were, they were devastated because mm -hmm. they were in their home building. I think it really hit us. We got back late um, Thursday night. We had a team meeting Friday morning and that was the opportunity to, to speak to the team and um, thank the seniors for everything they've done and thank them for their contributions. And, you know, we continued our streak of, of uh, our, our streak of six straight Atlantic hockey final fours didn't end, but uh, it didn't continue. And you thank the seniors for that. And I think that's where I really realized the sadness of the moment that when we beat Holy Cross in game three, that that was the, um, that was the, the last game that we had played it as a group. And later that day, and, and here we are on, on Monday, 90% uh, of our team is, is either at home or en route, route to get home. And, uh, with their families right now. And it's crazy how a, a week has changed completely because last night we're looking at it where we could have been game three if, if need be. So it's a, it's been a really, really weird week. And um, I understand the decision that the decisions that have been made. And I think we're behind the decisions that we've made, but it's, it's sad that our, our seniors didn't get a closure, our team didn't get closure. And um, like I said, unless you win a national championship, you're going to have tears for, the end of the year and i don't know if we had him for with the the right to compete right and i mean that was one of those tough things you meet you mentioned that streak and that, that's a tough streak to get to the final four in your conference six straight years and running at this point I mean, you put the you put the little bit of money in the meter now and let that continue to run but not for the right reasons um but let's talk about that senior class just a little bit let's touch on that now the last couple of years, like I've been, this is my sixth year actually being involved, you know, following the team in some kind of a capacity. And it's, uh, you know, you see it every year and it's got to be a little tougher for this one now because this, these players, you know, usually they leave the collegiate level and you guys have had a really good track record of putting your players in a professional, you know, sending them off to the professional level. And this season, there's just not, there's not a place to go to this year for now. Maybe in the next year there will be, but it's going to be a little tougher this year, don't you think? Well, yeah, you don't get, they don't get a chance, an opportunity to go play. Our guys that usually stay around to skate, the the, the Island Sports Center is closed down for for uh, at least two weeks. Um, and there's just no hockey for them right now at all. And you look at a guy like Justin Kappelmaster, who had a, a great senior year, and mm -hmm. our two defensemen, Sean Giles and Eric, uh, Alex Robert, and then you got our, our four seniors that have done a, a lot for the program and in uh, Coleman and Coyne and Mansonudo and Lynch. And, uh, you know, those guys, if they would have wanted an opportunity to play, they would have been able to play. And, 
you know, it's not, it's not there for them now. And now they may be looking at jobs. They may be looking at, at, uh, like you said, at least their last game as a colonial, we went out with a win. We went out feeling really good about the way we were, we played on Saturday and Sunday and against Holy Cross. And you hope that they get an opportunity to play pro hockey and who knows with what the NCAA is throwing around right now with given the winter, um, winter athletes uh, another opportunity another year of eligibility who knows maybe someone will be back next year uh, who knows where we're going with with everything and i think right now it's just day by day and make sure your guys are doing okay you you check in with them you make sure they got home okay and um you 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 pray that that uh lives aren't uh, affected by this and you pray for everybody that they come through uh with flying colors and um Right now we're living day by day because things are changing at enormous speeds, and you gotta you gotta be able to stay up to up up on top of things. Well, Derek, I thank you for coming on, and I <laughs> I hope everything you know everything works out in the next couple of weeks with everything that's been going on with the program. I I appreciate you allowing us to be around the rink and uh, checking it out the last couple seasons, and well, I didn't think I'd be saying this at this point, but I guess I'll see you in uh in September, October, sir. Well, hey, I appreciate everything you guys do for youth hockey, and right now this is this is more about, um, you know, not uh, the NCAA or NHL. I'm I want our the youth of of Pittsburgh to be able to get back on the rink and tryouts were upcoming, and those have been postponed. And you want uh, you want people to be able to continue to get better. And Pittsburgh hockey's in such an upswing, and you're a uh, we're all a small part of it, but you want them to continue to grow and. You want them want them to get back on the ice, and the only way you can do that is to to get these rinks back open and and uh, get back to some sense of normalcy. All right, thank you, Derek, for coming on. That was Derek Scully. I am Brian Mitchell. This is the PhD Podcast. We will be back momentarily. That was Derek Scully, and I mean, he had a lot to say there about you know how it affected him, and he also remind you he also has a uh, daughter playing for Gilmore Academy, whose season ended in the same manner, and another daughter who played for the U-12s of the Penguins Elite. So he's seeing it from the point of view of a father and the coach. And, you know, some powerful stuff about the seniors and, you know, how as a coach you have to be prepared to make those, you know, have those conversations. And that's just terrible. You know, it's one of those things you want to discuss. You know, we're talking about cancellations, and his happened on the fly. There were a couple other um, tournaments that didn't happen right away. And it was, you were talking about, you know, the Nationals, they knew beforehand that you, they weren't going to play the Nationals tournament at this point. Um, that's been canceled. PIHL was canceled on the fly before they even finished the fourth of the four-day semifinals of the AAA semifinals. And, you know, now you I'll be talking with Paul Benetti up next, and he is the coach of Chartiers Valley and, of course, one of the coach of the America Showcase running Team Pittsburgh. And he's going to discuss the stories there and how he feels about, you know, how it all played out and, you know, what he saw and how those, uh, two, those tournaments were affected when I was involved in that. And, um, I'm not even going to waste your time at this point with me rambling on. Here is Paul Benetti of Chartiers Valley and team Pittsburgh. All right. I'm joined now by the head coach of the Chartiers Valley Colts and one of the coaches of team Pittsburgh, Paul Benetti. Paul, how's your last six days been? I mean, uh, a lot of people were trying to find things to do at this point. Yeah, I mean, I'm not quarantined myself, really. I have a small business, and I've been going into work every day. So 
for me personally, the only thing that's affected is actually, you know, my business is down and, you know, I don't like to see that, but uh, not having hockey is, the, is a big thing for me too. to watch the NHL and also the playoffs and the PIHL too. Yeah. You mentioned on the PIHL and we were talking off, uh, off this call and off the recording, but uh, it's been an interesting uh, tournament so far to be just absolutely just brought to a halt. Don't you think? Yeah. I mean, there were some great games and I really hope that, uh, they can continue that at some point. I know they're postponed for the time being, and I hope they don't get canceled. Um, you know, having been a player in those playoffs and also having coached in those playoffs, it's it's so great, especially for the seniors. You know, I, I think that's probably a universal theme that you'll hear from people is the seniors have worked their whole career to get to this point. And you think of people on like TJ who they're at the point of the Penguins Cup and uh, you know, so is Indiana and you'd hate to see those guys just get their, their gear washed out at this point, but got to put the safety of the players first. And, you know, so that's what we're all concerned about primarily, but the playoffs have been tremendous at pretty much every level. And I've seen a lot of the games this year. Yeah, absolutely. And you're hoping that, you know, we're hoping that they can get back into that at some point, but you got to start worrying at this point, because now you're looking at the fact that, you know, rinks are closing and, you know, ice time is going to be at a premium when you come back because a lot of the you, the organizations are now going to have to hold tryouts. And, you know, come, <laughs> as soon as you come yeah. back, you're going to walk, you know, you're going to be trying out kids for next year's team while the teams are playing for the, you know, playing for in a tournament if possible at that point. And you got to wonder about, you know, rink rust and everything, not, not being able to be on the ice and not having gyms open. And that's got to be something that's tough, right? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I may have mentioned our play or our tryouts are in May. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you're already probably pushed into April. And fortunately, there's only a couple more games that need to be played. The league has been pretty good about finding ice. And I think, um, you know, they hold enough weight with some of these rinks that they could probably get the ice time if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. um, but I think if you push it much further past these next couple weeks, you're definitely going to run into trouble because I know some rinks just closed down for maintenance and things like that for a period of time. And uh, I don't know that they're going to want to keep open just to, uh, for a couple games, but, you know, we'll have to see how that goes. And I'm sure that uh, the PIHL is going to do the right thing. And uh, like I said, I think it's just uh, the, the, the games have been so good and they were in the middle of their best playoffs, I think probably in years, decades, maybe. So uh, hopefully they'll, if there's uh, any glimmer of hope there, they'll keep them going, and uh, these kids can finish out uh, what they started. Probably a lot of these kids started in June and July working out with their teams, and I think they want to see this thing through. And I'm just going to bring up a point that I'm, you know, uh, <laughs> so everybody at home, we actually dropped the call, so we're actually picking up in the middle of it here. Um, I think at this point we're talking about a – you know, this COVID-19 and how it's, it is, it's, it's important to pay attention and to, to self-quarantine and do all that stuff and, you know, everything that's around it. But when you look at it, they're still leaving some of these rinks open so that they are for repairs and stuff. So how important it is for they actually be able to have the time to maybe make these, you know, get these, these maintenance things that they needed to, because you got a lot of things that you can't do in the middle of a season that now you're going to be able to do with this at least two week, maybe three week minimum downtime. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, the, the, I can tell you this, the ice time's hard to get. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's expensive and, and it's very difficult to get, even if you want to get good ice time. I mean, sometimes we have to practice if we get extra ice time 
late at night on the weekends, things like that. So you would hope that the rinks are using this downtime to, to do some maintenance and things like that. And maybe in preparation for the fact that they're going to have some games here coming up, but um, you know, I just, I think that this whole situation is very tough. It's going to be tough on local businesses and certainly the service industry and, Mm -hmm. and things like that. And people like my mom is staying at home for two weeks, you know, and, there's a lot of people like that that aren't going out. So uh, I don't know what they're doing at these rinks exactly. If they are having people come in and work, I, I don't know. Right, absolutely. And um, so we'll go back to what we were discussing, you know, with the, the everything being canceled or paused or on delay. Um, you're one of the coaches on Team Pittsburgh. Now, that's a USA Hockey um, sponsored event through America's Showcase. Um, what has that been like trying to navigate that not knowing that not knowing what's going to happen with that tournament. Yeah. I mean, we were, uh, so the past two years I've coached the team. This would have been my third year. Uh, the tournament takes place in St. Louis and basically just for a little background, it's for 11th and 12th graders, uh, who play high school hockey. You have to participate in half of your games to be eligible for the team. And, um, so we solicit, uh, applications for people to try out, um, via the PHL website. We also go to the all-star games and speak with the players at the all-star games. And then I'll contact a lot of the coaches to try to see if we can get some of their better players to come out or any of their 11th and 12th graders really to come out for the team. Uh, so we were doing well, getting a lot of applications. Uh, some of the names I'm sure you would be very familiar with. And um, we were looking to have a pretty good, I think, tryout. We have four tryouts. They were supposed to start tomorrow night. Obviously, that's all canceled. And uh, the tournament got canceled as well. Um, So I think leading up to this, I was cautiously optimistic. And then when I saw USA Hockey canceled nationals, and I think their disabled uh, tournament as well, I kind of figured we were next. We were kind of a little further out on the schedule. And I was hoping that maybe we wouldn't get canceled. But as you know, the past week, things have been changing hourly, it seems like. And yeah, they just they eventually wound up canceling it. And we had to uh, notify all the players and and parents and everything that uh, we weren't going to have tryouts and that the tournament was canceled. Yeah, well, that, that that's intriguing stuff, especially, you know, you, you think about that and you work towards a lot of stuff, especially in a lot of these kids we're talking about nationals and being concerned about, you know, you know, senior year, you you talk about, it, you said it's the senior years, you look at the seniors, you know, what, you know, what some of them for this, this is it for them. Like some of them don't go on and play whenever they go to college, you know, it's that's the right. end of the road and it, it's a tough call for that. So, all right. And that tournament specifically, Mitch, is designed to get, uh, players in front of scouts. Mm-hmm. It's a showcase tournament. So uh, what that's designed for is especially players that don't play AAA hockey and maybe they don't get to go to showcase tournaments with their amateur teams or with their high school teams. So they, we go down to St. Louis. There's usually about 100 scouts down there from various levels of amateur hockey, or I'm sorry, college hockey mm-hmm. uh, and junior hockey. And um, it gives them an opportunity to play in front of some people. And a lot of guys get opportunities from that tournament. So again, the seniors, you know, especially uh, guys who hadn't been on the team last year, who may have made the team this year, it's just a a thing where they're going to miss out on an opportunity that they'll never get a chance to have again. Oh yeah, absolutely. And 
you know, it's just it's one thing I've heard is feel for, you know, you just got to feel for them at this point. Some of them, you know, you're just now at luck chance and you don't know what's going to happen from this point forward. We, like you said, it's hour by hour basis. We don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's what's going to happen in two hours, let alone today, you know, what, what right. happened five minutes ago. So, all right, Paul, I appreciate you coming on with me. I thank you so much for taking your time out to uh, talk to me and on the podcast. And, well, I hope to see you back in about uh, seven months now. What was it? No, six months now. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I hope to be back. We'll, yeah. <laughs> I hope to see you at the rink. And uh, I appreciate all the, all the work you guys do over there. And uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak with you. No problem. Thank you, Paul. That was Paul Benetti. I'm Brian Mitchell. We'll be back on the PhD podcast. Paul Benetti, always a good time to talk with him it's at the rink, off the, you know, wherever I can get a hold of, you know, Paul, it's always been a good conversation. So I'm glad to have him on and discuss everything that was going on with the, uh, you know, Team Pittsburgh. And, you know, just to get the insight of how things operate is just, you know, you continue to learn in this as uh, area that I'm in. And it's always good to get to know people and, to react and talk about things and hopefully we get our season back in and we get to actually, you know, cover some hockey in the next couple of weeks. I, I don't know. I can't say with any certainty that we are because, you know, the once you get so much rink rust, like I mentioned with him, you don't know what's going to happen with these, you know, with these tournaments, whether they're going to continue or are they going to just cancel it. We're going to find out uh, here probably in the next couple of weeks what the final play is. But uh, when we get to that point, Hopefully, we'll all be able to talk about it and have, uh, you know, a conversation about what's going on in hockey. And uh, speaking of conversations, my next guest is going to be uh, some is probably one of my favorite guests, one of my favorite people to talk to uh, with the Robert Morris women. Uh, Whenever he, you know, he's around the rink, it's always a good chat with Liam Cavanaugh, always tries to keep things upbeat and, you know, relevant for the conversation. And um, Liam is the director of hockey operations for Robert Morris Women, if I haven't mentioned that to this point. Um, also one of the co-founders of an upstart that I really enjoy talking about, and that's Never Give Up Radio. They are a not-for-profit company that is basically just trying to build uh, the knowledge around ending the stigma around mental illness in sports and actually in the world, you know, basically trying to help you guys just have a conversation and talk and, you know, discussing mental health and making sure that everything is kosher with everybody out there. So uh, if you get a chance to look at, up at NGU Radio, uh, Never Give Up Radio on Facebook, NGU Radio on Twitter, uh, you can definitely um, check out and see what Liam and Albie have been trying to accomplish and doing a wonderful job in do- and so. So uh, check that out. But for now, I have Liam Cavanaugh. This is Liam Cavanaugh on the PhD podcast. All right, welcome everybody to uh, this special episode of Never Give Up Radio. Uh, obviously, this is something that uh, we felt as a as a staff in a community that we wanted to get out to you guys. There's a you know a lot going around uh, the internet, the social media, the news, uh, different outlets, um, and it's kind of caused a whole new conversation that a lot of people are you know worried about and have questions about, are panicking about, have fear about, stressed about. Uh, you name it, um, we're getting a lot of questions on. All right, joining me now, uh, Liam Cavanaugh, one of the founders of Never Give Up Radio, of course, uh, trying to end the mental stigma around, I'm sorry, the stigma around mental illness in 
all sports, namely hockey at this point. You had that a big event last uh, in February, and I appreciate that. I believe it actually was in January. Uh, my time frames January, go completely yeah. crazy, Liam. Uh, whenever you're, you know, hey, you're busy I as I am. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you you didn't you weren't as affected as everybody else with un- the unfortunate way that the uh, the colonial season ended in uh, you know up in Buffalo. But you know, you got to see the fallout, especially as you know with the girls and how the you know campus started to shut down, especially. And you know, you tried you you did something on the. Uh, online with your never give up radio you wanted to open up the conversation and talk about it now talk to me about you know how that came about and how you felt that you know what you felt like necessitated that yeah i mean there's there's so many different things that you know in this unprecedented time that that we didn't expect to happen i know even moving into playoffs you know there's talks about certain things changing even you know fist pumps in the handshake line no actual handshakes and uh, we all didn't think it was as big of a deal as, as what it has turned out to be. And, um, you know, as our season ended a couple of weeks ago in Buffalo, uh, there were still eight teams left in the country that were, you know, going to be playing for a national championship. And uh, unfortunately, we're stripped of that. And, you know, it, it hurts to see all the seniors that are still playing not be able to have the chance to do that. And on top of that, you know, our men's team was still in playoffs. And then you look at the basketball and all the other spring sports that were still going. Um, it was kind of a, a time of not just panic, but a lot of unknown of, well, what do we do from here and, and what goes on from now? And obviously with our platform, we never give up. Um, I talked with Albie, one of our co-founders, and we said, well, maybe we should just try to inform people because, I mean, you turn on the news, you turn on the radio, whatever it is, and it's just craziness. Everywhere you go, you turn on the news. And, you know, being Canadian, I joke around with some people from around here that our news channels are a lot different, but every news channel you turn on here, it, it's just crazy. And you don't know what to believe, what's real and what's not. And uh, fortunate for me, you know, knowing Albie and the medical uh, experienced children, you know, she's still in school, but knows a lot about what's going on, you know, what we should really be worried about, uh, what's true, what's not, you know, what precautions we can take. And I figured through the platform we have, I, I think it's important to try to share that to some of the people that, uh, you know, listen to us on a, on a daily, on a weekly basis and, and try to, you know, portray a more true message. You know, we're not in this business to, you know, make money or, or to advocate different channels. It's just to make people feel like, one, it's okay. Two, we're going to get through this. And three, you know, what strategies and, you know, idealistic things can you do to really move forward and make sure that you're taking care of yourself in the right way? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's it's the most important part, especially in a time like this, um, when it's really a whole veil of uncertainty going on in the world right now and uh, you know you look at you know, these players you know these players and they've been trained basically from you know a young age you know this is what you're you know some of them are in routines you get up some of you some of them skate every day some of them you know go shoot 50 pucks out now, now everybody's wondering you know what's going to go on because they're the, the rinks are closing the gyms are closing w- what is there to do at this point I mean you know right. that's got to take a toll on somebody Oh, absolutely. I mean, even for us, uh, you know, we were getting ready for, for spring training. We typically give our players a couple weeks off to kind of recoup and rest and recover. Uh, and then it's right into spring training. And uh, for us, I mean, our players move in, uh, you know, into August and then we get right into the season. And then after that, they get ready for um, what the postseason is, is all about training and getting into that better mentality for the next season. And, 
obviously last week we were kind of faced with the circumstance where all of our players left campus and moved back home, whether it's internationally or within the country. Uh, and there was a lot of questions of, well, what do we do? What, what happens now? Do we train on our own? You know, they're not with our strength coaches anymore. And obviously it, it, they still have school to do and you're a division one athlete. And now you have to manage your schedule of, okay, now you have all your classes on top of the fact that, you have to deal with your professors on how am I actually learning this material? Is it, you know, their online blackboard system? Is it another system? And um, then you've got professors trying to learn it. And there's just a lot of people who really don't know what's going on right now or what the best course of action is. Yeah, a lot of stressors going on, and that's going to take a toll, especially whenever, you know, it's not an easy road as a Division One athlete because you still have to put in the work with the time. And a lot of, you know, I've been around a lot of the players. They they, they put in the work with the time. That You have a phenomenal yeah, group absolutely. of women on that squad. But, like, it's got to be tough, especially whenever, you know, you're, you got the stress of, you know, it just what just happened in Buffalo. And now you move along and you're talking about, hey, we're, you know, by the way, we're closing campus now. So that's it's got to build up on somebody. Yeah, it's, it's like I said, it's unprecedented. It's something where we like our players, you know, at any time of need to fall to our coaches or our support staff when they have questions. And, you know, right now our staff is doing a fantastic job. Our athletic director and the whole mm-hmm. school as a whole is doing a great job to answer as many questions. But at the same time, all of our staff members, you know, we're learning things at almost the same rate as anybody else and we have to adjust on not even a weekly or daily basis, but things are changing hourly of what's happening. You know, in, in Pittsburgh, things are, you know, heading towards almost a lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, and now with all of our players abroad, we have to kind of change our schedules based on where our players are, what their circumstances are. Are they in lockdown? Can they still access internet? Can they still do their classwork? Can they train? Is there anything that they can do to be training right now? Or are they on complete lockdown where they can't leave their house? Do they have to have home workouts? Um, and it's, it's, you know, player by player basis. And then of course you look at the mental health side, just like with the never give up stuff. And you want to make sure that players are able to stay mentally healthy. Um, and it becomes a lot different when you can't leave your front door in the morning and you're, and you're stuck inside all day, whether it's with yourself, your family, or roommates. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Liam, I, I appreciate you coming on and talking to me about all of this. And, um, I thank you again, um, it's good to hear from you. Uh, best of luck and whatever's going on for you coming up. I guess you're you're at a work from home pace right now, in my best case yeah. estimate. So <laughs> a lot of people are. Yeah, think, absolutely. So, so all right, yeah. hunger think, down. We'll stay safe, Mitchell. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, stay safe to everybody else that's out there. All right, thank you. That is Liam Cavanaugh. I am Brian Thanks, Mitchell. Mitch. This has been the PhD Podcast. That's gonna do it for me here on the PhD Podcast. Um, Thanks to our three guests for today. Uh, Liam Cavanaugh, of course, of NGU Radio uh, and the Robert Morris Colonial Women's Club. Uh, Paul Benetti, head coach of Chartiers Valley and Team Pittsburgh. And, of course, Derek Scully, head coach of the Robert Morris Men. Uh, just so everybody knows, I intend on doing these, the series of these interviews once a week throughout the time we are off so if anybody has any conversations anyone wants to talk or discuss things with me and talk about you know how it's affecting them if they just want to call and chat i gave you my number halfway through this this uh podcast so please don't hesitate shoot me a text let me know how you feel what's going on in your life i you can find my number anywhere i just figured i'd throw it out here and let you know what's going on and keep the conversation going guys 
it's very important that we talk about what's going on so that it's not festering up and we don't get those those thoughts in our heads of what about the future and you know we'll talk about the present i mean i have no problem talking about the present because we don't know what the future is going to hold at this point we are going to continue to build and do everything that we can to help out in trying to fight this covid-19 and everything that we've got going on uh, in the future. So once again, I thank everybody for joining me here uh, for all three of my guests. My name is Brian Mitchell. This is the part where I usually close it by saying I will see you in the rink. I will close it with saying I hope to see everybody in the rink in the near future. Take care, guys. Wash your hands.